Hey everybody, this is Brett Vanderbrook from PBC Productions, filling in on Still Gaming for the Ailing Sasha 9. This week on Still Gaming, I'm bringing you the most advanced hockey simulation ever created. Well, at least in 1988 when it came out. I'm talking about Konami's smash hit Blades of Steel. Now come on, be honest. Who didn't love this game when it came out? Still gaming. Blades of Steel came out in a time before professional sports leagues had licensed contracts with video game developers. So what you have is eight teams to play with that, while they were real NHL cities, do not bear any NHL logos. Although some of the teams have colors that were similar to the NHL teams. Take New York, for example. I guess that kind of looks like the Rangers uniform. Alright, so you start out, and the easiest way to win a face-off is just by repeatedly tapping B. The controls of Blades of Steel are fairly simple. I mean, you only have two buttons. B is to pass, A is to shoot. Now the passing in this game was rather difficult. There was really no way to aim your passes, it just kind of went to the closest guy. Sometimes the closest guy wasn't your player. Something you have to be careful of is if you're standing in your own end, and your goaltender is the closest player to you, and you hit pass, sometimes it'll go back to him. And if he's not in the right position, sometimes it'll just slide right into the net. Now, unlike later hockey games, there's no way to change up the speed of your shot. You can't do a wrist shot. Everything is a slap shot. Whether you're two inches away from the goaltender or all the way on the other side of the ice, everything is a slap shot. One of the more difficult aspects of Blades of Steel was goaltending. Because there was no auto goaltender setting, not only did you have to pay attention to the goaltender, but you had to control the rest of your team at the same time which would lead to some sticky situations in and around the net when you're trying to watch the goaltender, but you're also trying to clear out the offenseman that's right in front of the net. That's why they implemented the system of the arrow. The arrow that slides up and down the crease tells you, the goaltender, exactly where the puck is going to go. Your best bet is to control the goaltender, follow the arrow, and just hope there's no rebound. But enough about all this gentlemanly, sportsmanlike conduct. What do you really play Blades of Steel for? That's right, the fights. This, I believe, was the first console hockey game to bring in one of the most important aspects of hockey, and that is the fight. Now, the way to pick fights is by repeatedly running into one of the players. Don't get checked more than twice, because generally on the third time, you're going to fall down. And you're going to scream in pain, and you're going to be embarrassed. Now, when you get into a fight, it brings up a second screen, which is a close-up on the two players. You have a life meter made up of those little red dots. The idea is to knock the other guy down by throwing punches. You want to know the totally wild thing about fighting in Blades of Steel? Unlike in the NHL where both players get a five-minute major, only the losing player gets a penalty. How crazy is that? Can you imagine what the NHL would be like if only the loser of the fight got a penalty? Do you know what kind of new strategy that would bring to the game? Can you imagine how many more broken bones and teeth there would be if this was a real NHL rule? Anyway, it doesn't end up amounting to much in Blades of Steel because the timer goes by so fast 
the power plays are virtually non-existent. But it is a really fun aspect of the game, and when you're playing with friends, it can lead to a whole bunch of trash talk. Now, despite lacking the endorsement of the NHL, Blades of Steel mostly follows NHL rules. However, if the game is tied at the end of regulation, instead of having a sudden death overtime period, you go to a shootout. Now, the shootout wasn't introduced in the NHL until 2005, so Blades of Steel was ahead of its time. This is a breath of fresh air in the game because, I don't know about you, but I hated hockey games that ended in ties, so I was thrilled when they added that rule. So this is a fun little thing that can happen at the end of a game. I know that some of my friends and I would look forward to this, and matter of fact, we would try to have games end in ties just so we could have shootouts. Okay, I can't do a review of Blades of Steel without mentioning the Jumbotron between the second and third period. If you just let it go, you'll get one of two scenarios. One, you get a panda bear that comes out and says a few things and then you see a puck get hit and it's kind of boring. The second option is this sort of space shooter game that comes out of nowhere that is totally playable and you can blow up the ship and that's about it. But the other thing to note is that right after it, there's a very famous commercial for Contra. I think this is one of the earliest forms of product placement in a video game. Awesome music, fantastic graphics, all your friends will want it. I mean, imagine you're an eight-year-old kid playing this game for the first time, and you see this advertisement. The video game that you're playing is telling you all your friends will want it. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to run and tell your parents you need Contra. This was brilliant on Konami's part. It actually makes me wonder if Blades of Steel contributed to the enormous success of Contra. It really makes you think. Now when the game is all over and someone has won the game, the losing team skates off while the winning team takes a victory lap and then gets their picture taken. I often wondered when I was a little kid if there was a way to print that picture. So in conclusion, Blades of Steel, definitely one of the better sports games on the NES. It may not have had NHL teams, or NHL logos, or even NHL rules in some cases. But what it did give you was fast-paced, high-scoring, fight-picking intense hockey. And that withstands the test of time. This game is still very playable, even almost 20 years later. So all in all, I give this game an 8 out of 10. So thanks for tuning in to Still Gaming Review this week. Send well wishes Sasha Nine's way, and hopefully he'll get better soon so he can get back to work. And on a personal note, why don't you go get reacquainted with some old systems today. Dig your Atari or your Nintendo out of the attic and play, and remember why the games were good. And look out for the Sabres in the 2007 NHL season. This is Brett Vanderbrook, signing off.